said the gummy bear to the tiny twink. Ouch. Do you queer what I queer? Come ye to live for more. Hey, Bumble. Hi, B. Ugh. What's the sigh for? I've just missed you. I missed you too. It's been a long time. It's been over a week since it's we've been sat down. Well over a week. Yeah. It's really nice to see you. It's nice to see you too. So much has happened. So much has happened. We're we're both alive. We're both breathing. We're both speaking. Yep. Yep. We, we are both doing... have all of our parts and our skin. We're doing all those things. Yeah. I think I might be missing some skin some places, but uh oh. Just like a bit of skin. It sounds sexy. It is sexy. Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Jesse's trying to silence us with fans. <laughs> <laughs> this is vaguely homophobic. I don't know. I feel assaulted by this Arctic wind. <laughs> Jesse's the Arctic fox of Dickwick. Oh, yeah. Also. Blowing in from a heteronormative. What? Sorry, what? Welcome to Dickwick. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Dickwick. Sorry, I d- We are Do You Queer. What I Queer. And that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we are dicking, Dickwick. wicking. And I just walked on your joke about Arctic wind, and I'm very sorry. No, I paused too long I, to sell that joke. Did you? Or am I just a steamrolling faggot? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I realize we haven't called each other that, and like, I want to bring it back. Well, stop being such a faggot about it. I'll absolutely try. <laughs> I am the biggest faggot, though. Oh, you're so fay. I know. Listen. Oh, foreshadow. Mm. Look. What's your color? Oh, uh, well, um, what's your color first? My color's like an aquamarine. Oh, I love it. Like, it's very, like, calm, soothing, like the waters of Mykonos. Okay. Like, sort of, like, wafting up onto my ankles and, like, caressing my soul. That's so sweet. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to say ankles just now. And I also (laughs) certainly thought you were going to make an Aquamarine Mermaid movie joke. Because now I can only picture you as a preteen No, I'm far too serene to to make that joke. To deal with like half of a fish body? Just like quietly dip my penis into the waters of Mykonos. (laughs) (laughs) And then exhale. (laughs) (sighs) Everyone just do that right now. Everyone just like dip your genitals and exhale. That's what we're really about on this podcast. Isn't that a Christina Milian song? Okay. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Listen, it's from side B. Um, I don't want to go into detail because it's boring, but like I'm on like doctor recommended uh, relaxation. Ooh. Because I had a little bit of a health scare. I landed myself in the hospital last week and it was like not too cute. Not cute at all. But not too not cute. It wasn't wasn't too not cute? It was a wake up call that that daddy needed. Okay. Well, um, bef- uh, is the relaxation part of the reason why you ended up in the hospital? Were you just too wound up? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I don't know. I, who knows, actually? They don't, yeah. They, they the don't know. The point is, is that I left, like, being scared about, about um, <clears throat> um, living my life like an absolute extreme like bike racer yeah <laughs> if bmxing was like not if, sleeping yeah like yeah exactly and so um here i am relaxed you're just dipping your I dick just, in mykonos i just dip that dick oh i'm so, that, i'm slowly happy. cautiously <sighs> and, and enjoy every ripple <laughs> <laughs> listen i feel like your dick ripples are like touching my soul right now and calming me I'm trying to because I know that you also have not been calm because of your school things. I feel selfish I didn't ask you how you were doing. I'm sorry that I'm so in my own. Oh my god, right don't now. worry, don't worry. I I'm, quite apologize. Don't I, um, don't you dare apologize. I'm just trying to exude my calmness onto you. I love it. I was uh, gonna say my color is the absence of color, but now I feel like your Mykonos blue ripples touching me, and I feel like I'm maybe I'm just like a. Like a blue gray, you know. Like I'm, I'm calming down. I'm, I'm excited because I feel like I might have affected some of that. You certainly are affecting great. me right now. That's great. Yeah, I've been. Um, it's like crunch time, deadline time. Um, I've been a bit behind the horse. Behind the horse. What's the expression behind the wheel? On the carriage. Behind the cart. There's a ball behind me, and I'm, it's gonna hit me. What? I don't listen. I don't know. Look. Do you know I, that expression? The b- no, <laughs> off the wagon. 
I wish I was off the wagon. Wait. Yes, I wish I was off the wagon. Um, no. Side saddle? <laughs> no, not the horse before the cart, Jesse. Don't Jessie, put words in my mouth. why are you speaking? This is not your podcast. Literally so rude. <laughs> this is not your time. Oh, Jesse. Um, no, anyway, whatever. No, there's like an impending feeling of anxiety and... Um, I'm just going to announce this right now. I'm fully trying to take myself out of that anxiety. Great. I'm going to get back to work right after we're done. But right now, I'm just going to hang out with you. I love that. I'm really excited that for you. And I actually think that it will help your work after. I think so. If you've like taken a time to sort of clear your mind and be a stupid faggot. Yep. Yep. And like lap up my Mykonos dick. That's me laughing at. Yeah. I really hope people can hear that. Some Mykonos dick lapping over here. <laughs> Do we have any corners? <laughs> Do we have corners? Um, no corrections because we're never wrong. No. Uh, Even to th- like think that we'd be wrong is incorrect yeah. of you. Um, any media corners? Have you been? Did you watch anything that you like? Uh, I watched this. This is. I've been really like depressed slash anxious lately, so I've been watching stuff that makes that worse. I don't know if that's a thing anyone else does. I like tend no, to... No, no, I do. I, I, like I like to watch things that match the state that I'm in. Yes, I yeah. can't consume happy media when I'm not feeling great. No. I probably should be doing that. No, um, I push over my TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. I started season two of The Sinner, um, which is Jessica Biel-less, so I was pretty not excited to watch it. Um, Wait, pause f- pause for one second. Yeah. Jessica Biel is not in season two of The Sinner? No, because her story's done. Like, they finished it, which I'm really happy about. There was nothing more to do with, with Beale. But she's now the executive producer of season two, and it's a new story, and it's actually really good. So everyone, it's not the real Beale. It's not the real Beale, the real deal Beale, but watch Sinner <laughs> season one and two. I heard good things. It is, yeah. It's really good. It's like creepy child um, murders parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, listen. That's very you. Okay. Tom, do you have any media corns? <clears throat> um, so part of my doctor mandated rest was sitting on my couch and doing nothing. Aww. So I, I watched stupid shit that I don't even want to talk about, but I did start reading Boy Erased. Ooh. And it's that book about um, that young lad in the States who goes to conversion therapy. Um, uh, autobiography? It's, it's Yeah, it's an autobiography. And wow. And they've, they've made it into a movie yet to be released with uh, Nicole Kidman. So exciting. But um, it's really, I really appreciate it so far. It's not over the top. It's not dramatic. It's not overwrought. It's just very sort of, he's very clinical in his descriptions of everything that's going on. Right. Which makes me really like buy into it and believe it. Which is like, if you even see a church, you like write an autobiography about how they like assaulted you. You know what I Who, mean? Who, me? You mean? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would take it to the absolute extreme if that happened to you. Yes, exactly. I respect that. What's that one with Chloe Moritz? Oh. The Miss, the Miss Education. Of Cameron. Right. Ooh. That's so weird that those two movies come same out time. the same thing. But, like, I don't know. We need so many of those stories. Apparently, it's, like, a career performance for her, even though she's, what, 19? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that, too. Well, I'm really excited about all that. Let's have more conversion therapy media because, hey, it's about time. <laughs> yeah. People it really learn is. what the fuck goes on there. It really is. I, I looked up the website for the dude who invented, like, conversion therapy or the new version of it, and it's so spooky. And there's, like, Ooh. academic journals publishing about it under like pseudoscientific pseudo-psychoanalytical uh means i guess you'd say and it's really really unnerving yeah it's yeah. downright dangerous it sounds like deadly yeah like literally yeah yeah well, um any other corners um any other like anecdotes funny goof I bits no i guess not my brother got married oh that's so exciting <laughs> i'm not allowed to utter his even name on this podcast okay so um yeah so was that he's it? not gonna be happy yeah he got he they he eloped with his Aww. wife in europe what eloping antelopes they are eloping antelopes antelopes that's already a word <laughs> that's the word that it is <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first oh god i do have family listening to this if you're finding out that my brother got married on this podcast i'm really sorry and do not message him and tell him that you heard that keep it a secret <laughs> family secrets <laughs> for all now it's everyone's burden to not remember that tom Shit. just said that you're all Shit. welcome jesse cut that out for some people specifically yeah please thank you i um 
I googled our podcast because I just want to see what was out and about for it. And there is a page from our live show from Glad Day, which really fucking inspired me again. And I feel like I really want to set that up if we can possibly do mm-hmm. that. So I'm going to speak it into existence right here and right now. Oh, Artemis is also. She seems upset. <laughs> she likes when we record in front of her and she knows that at a live show she wouldn't be able to come with us it's true so naturally she's furious yeah yeah we should bring her she just stalked away from us <laughs> any other corners any other aspirations you want to speak into into existence you know what i did a little google doodle today myself and i Ooh. came across a very weird podcast holy called, shit what's it called uh, awesome. uh the other brother the uh, other your other brothers podcast and it's a, it's, it is, this is so fucking weird. Community navigating faith, homosexuality, and masculinity. And the two hosts are named Tom and Elliot. Which is so fucking Isn't that creepy? Bizarre? And Elliot and spelled it's called the your same. other brothers. It's just so weird. It's and clearly so they've weird. been along, around for longer than us. So like, are we ripping off them? By, by living? By, by having living. our names? I, can't, I, I actually I can't believe it. I need to find these, like, these Christian, homosexual, masculine brothers. We should do a crossover, but not tell people which Tom is which and which Elliot's which. I think it'll be obvious. <laughs> I'm vehemently not Christian. Really? <laughs> it's the first that I'm hearing of this. Um, but we should have a listen to that. So, like, yeah. I'm going to plug this podcast that I know nothing about, but it's a Christian podcast. Is it explicitly Christian or is yeah. it just faith? It's Christian faith. It says... It says Christianity. Yeah. Um, I when you first sent it to me, I was just reading about uh, Facebook expelling like those thousands of new AIs and how there's uh, AIs online that can take faces and generate videos oh, using dear. other people's faces. And I fully thought that was like some weird fucking AI thing until I realized it's a real podcast. Yeah, but that's so weird because I tried to find us, but um, there's too many other queer podcasts. Mm. And so I typed... Is too many the right... No, sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, too many to um, pinpoint hours. Yes. Um, so I specifically wrote Tom and Elliot with it. And then this popped up and I was like, as if there's another queer podcast with Tom and Elliot. I find that very unnerving. That's wild. Yeah, I'm unnerved by it. Yeah. Also, everyone just Google us a whole bunch. Like, let's get those Googles up. <laughs> Is that how Google works? I would love to be Googled a whole bunch. In Mykonos? In Mykonos. Ah, <sighs> Thomas. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long week. It has. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. I've been really calm. Good. And I feel like hopefully I can move forward with my life with this. Yeah. Sort of. I've I was been sleeping and not drinking. And, now I, and I feel like a human being. What a shocker that is. Anywho. Yikes. We didn't want to do it and we did it. Here we are. Here we're, we're sitting here. Stay tuned for our very special. Oh, wait. Wait. Cruise and Tango's yes. Drag Race. Yes, yes, yes. Went last night again to watch... Our favorite queen, our favorite new queens, Barbara Bardot and Selena Vile, and they both fucking killed it. They did amazingly, and they both moved on again to the next. So exciting! So I'm so happy that we got the stars of Cruise and Tango's Drag Race before they were stars. Let's make this about us, people. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting! Congrats, queens. We love you. We hope all of our listeners are buying drinks and voting for you and sending you the yeah, best Yeah, Barbara energy. got the audience award last night, which means she gets to pick the theme for next week. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so exciting. <clears throat> when does she pick? She She's already picked. She's doing um, Showgirls. Cool. So you can look for that next Sunday, August 19th at 9 p.m. at Cruise and Tango. Cruise and Tango's. And without further... A doo-doo. A gay-gay. A dodo. Fifi Dobson. Goo-goo. Here's our next guest. Fifi Dobson. I don't know. It's a couple words. Ladies and gentlemen, Fifi Dobson. (laughs) Fifi, without further ado, we have a wonderful guest joining us today. Writer, journalist, media... Person. Person. (laughs) Russ Martin. Hello. Hi, friends. Hi, Russ. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. How's your day? Russ, how are you? Uh, My day's medium. Medium? Uh, yeah, we... we I'd say medium, medium to low. Days. <laughs> this is definitely bringing it up, though, for me. Um, can you describe a medium day in a color, if you would? Yeah, I've been so nervous about the color. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm gonna go with a cream. Ooh. I'm gonna go with, like, an off-white, like, a frothy, like, bubbling into a day. I'm getting a lot of, like, um... 
uh, ejaculation imagery right now. I mean, I had a tea latte, but I see where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, don't put that on. Was your tea latte full of semen? Uh, it was called a Parisian mist, which is about the gayest name that you can give to a tea latte. A Parisian so. mist? A Parisian mist. Do you ever have one? Uh, no. Absolutely not. Please so, describe. I, I haven't even had... <laughs> No. Tom once described tea as wet leaves and that he saw no reason to drink. So Why do you want like wet leaves in hot water? I don't. That's an opinion that's wrong. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's the baseline that we're going to start with. This is really refreshing. I'm already very excited to have you here. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> this is Russ and my third day in a row seeing each other. That's 100% true. I did not plan Fourth to time spend this week. the whole week with Tom's but You must be just... just feeling your life and Russ was at the duet Lipa concert with us as well uh, I had a really lovely time I did not realize that Tom had a terrible time I didn't have a terrible time I, it was fine it was nothing to write home it's about. the tone in the fine that makes it seem like you had one that's, of the that's worst that's not a days. fine that's like it was fine yeah it was fine <laughs> that, that's not like a fine as you would describe another person uh, <laughs> that you were potentially attracted to that's a fine that's like a, a fruit that you're gonna put back when you're shopping at the grocery store it's fine right like it's listen fine. I don't wanna like sing every praise because then it like cheapens it for something that is actually excellent okay sure I'll I mean, give you that uh, I I'm not the biggest fan of Dula Peep, Mm-mm. but Dula Peep. I mean, her, it's a fun name. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, uh, but our friend Gabor had tickets, and I was a plus one, and I had a fantastic time. She really exceeded time. my expectations. Certainly, yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, mm, definitely. I definitely exceeded. disagree. She, oh. <laughs> I mean, that you made that clear. But because last I really week. love her so much, is that, that what, I kind okay. of thought I was expecting like a really great, you know, like. I don't know. On the way back, Tom was like, I think everyone likes Dua more than they should. (laughs) Which, maybe that's fair. I'm sorry. This is, okay. Listen, we didn't need to go back into Dua Lipa Corner. Corner. I'm very, very sorry. Um, That's the smush on that. Cream Russ. Listen. Creamy Russ. Creamy Russ. I want to ask you, who are you? Who is Russ? Um, I am a writer. I'm a media person. I do some social media. Uh, I make some zines. Uh, Lots of things with words. Can you describe what a zine is for our listener? Sure. Uh, I just said listener singular. There's certainly, <laughs> hopefully, more than one of you. Hey, you listening. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> uh, it basically a do-it-yourself rudimentary form of a glossier production, corporately owned uh, magazine. Uh, and they've totally fallen out of vogue since... Uh, like the advent of social media and even like dating back to the mid 2000s when you started to have platforms like Blogger you had a huge decrease in the people who were producing physical zines Uh, but uh, yeah me and some of my friends do a drag zine and we do a physical uh, copy of it which is like an expensive silly hobby that I absolutely (laughs) adore it's so cool so can you talk about uh, what is in your drag scene and where we can find it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, we call ourselves Feel Your Fantasy, and you can find all the information at feelyourfantasy.com. Uh, about six years ago, I don't remember what season it was, uh, but I made all of my friends join an email chain and put together a ridiculously extravagant and complicated system to score each week of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm already on board. That's amazing. Borrowing uh, everything from the straights, uh, taking all of their culture of fantasy sports and mm-hmm. turning it to like my favorite TV show. Love it. Uh, so we did it for about three or four years and then we decided to put together a little zine. It happened to be a group of people who uh, were programmers and designers and writers and editors. Uh, it's about six to ten of us floating in and out of the league uh so we put together a little zine that shows people how to do their own so that they can uh run a league and have the fun that we have Uh, that's so cool yeah uh we are about to do our third edition and we are uh moving our fandom from rupaul's drag race to dragula do either of you guys watch dragula i've never seen it but it's on i've never even heard of it uh so uh is it canadian I believe that it's funded by Canadian dollars, uh, but... Without uh, Canadian talent? Uh-oh. Or co-funded. I don't know exactly how it works. What I do know is that it streams on OutTV Go. Uh, it, the first season was on YouTube, and then they got some money from Out. I don't know if that's via the Canadian Out or if that's via like the UK one. Mm. 
a little unclear and they have actually it's Viceland like New Zealand or something uh, actually uh, airs out on terrestrial uh, but it is an alternative to RuPaul's Drag Race that's more for what they call the super monster uh, so instead of the supermodel you have the super monster and cool. it's, yeah it's spookier girls it's alternative girls uh, there was one that was like a video game queen uh, on the last season who I was obsessed with and now they're expanding she did what cosplay and stuff she did or? loads of cosplay cool. uh, loads of stuff inspired by Japanese culture. We actually have an interview uh, with her that is going to be uh, in the edition this fall. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, Plug it. Everyone keep and your eyes out. Yeah, uh, fantastic. They're now expanding what it means to be a alternative queen uh, because uh, we shouldn't have dichotomy in drag, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have like the popular girls in school and like the art freaks uh, or the art fags as it were. So uh, true. So yeah, the show is building out its universe a little bit and uh, they really upped the production value in the second season and I'm very very excited about it so we're putting I just together started a watching scene. that yeah I'm totally into uh, yeah I, I fully recommend it uh, like second season is where you should start okay uh, if you love the second season go back they recut it uh, someone threw some money at them and they did an amazing job of recutting it it's very different but the first season was very do it yourself very cool. low budget and uh, I didn't get into it at first and then the other people in my fantasy league were like you're a big dum-dum and they were totally <laughs> right about that so also now, I'm a convert. go is like fairly accessible right I believe it's 4.99 a month uh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's like pretty close to Netflix, which, but still, it's it's half a Netflix. Oh, really? Well, yeah, Netflix is. It's uh, ten, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I clearly just steal my family's Netflix. I thought it was still seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, so I feel like everyone should sign up to that. There's a lot of great content on there. There is a surprising amount. Yeah, it's really uh, it's quite deep in terms of queer content. I think that they were probably lucky in that queer content is cheap. Right. To acquire the rights to. Right. Uh, because of. I'm wincing. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, it's very gross. That's We've been so like good. sidelined by mainstream culture. But yeah. uh, I, that is probably what allowed them to buy so much content for such a reasonable price. And compared to what they run on television, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually queer. It's not just things that gay men like, mm. which yes. is nice. Yes. Totally. Um, I, okay, I don't know. We don't have to get into this yet. We can circle back around to it. Um, but I read one of the articles that you'd written um, today. I read the one about Dan Levy sure. being called Faye. And we can get back to that. But I just wanted to ask in context, because we call each other faggot and yes. fag a lot. Um, and tattoos. Yeah, and we have faggot tattoos. And I was wondering what your take is on that or on the appropriation of the word faggot. Uh, it's a word that I love to use. Okay. It's a word that I love to use for myself. But uh it's not a word that I would have other people who are non-queer identifying using, certainly. Right. Uh, but no, I, I love to drop an F-bomb, uh, and I love to make straight people uncomfortable with it. Totally. Amazing. Yeah, yeah perfect. For, for context, do you mind just explaining the article a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there is a critic at the Globe and Mail uh, named John Doyle, and back in the fall, I want to say, uh, I'm losing track of time, but uh, it was... Uh, the debut of the Great Canadian Bake Off. I'm not sure exactly what uh, how they tweaked the title. I forget now, but mm. uh, he was reviewing it. It's a version of the extremely popular British show, uh, and he had used the word "fae" to describe uh, Dan Levy, who is the host of the show or the co-host uh, with a woman named Julia, and. Uh, Dan called it out on his Instagram and uh, wrote about how it feels when people use coded language mm-hmm. uh, to... He was quite eloquent, actually. Yeah, yeah, was, I, yeah. he uh, did a really good job, I think, of explaining his position mm-hmm. when he came out, uh, and then Flair asked me if I would write uh, something about it, and cool. I wrote a pretty personal piece. Uh, I think that whenever we talk about celebrities, uh, and we're talking about their race or their gender or uh, something about them that might make them marginalized, that it's important to also strip that back and look at what that context is without the element of celebrity Mm -hmm. Uh, so I have no element of celebrity in my life and I talked about what it was like when I was a young kid on the schoolyard and uh, words were used about me uh, to describe something that I didn't even understand about myself yet yeah Uh, and I think that that is a valuable way to look at the way that we use language while also acknowledging that Dan is 
famous and wealthy and mm-hmm. all those other things. Faye. I was and just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> also, Faye is like fairy, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and Forest folk. It's also a really old word, which particularly bothered me because when you have a very one percent publication like the Globe and Mail uh, writing in a way that is also coded, they're right. not just uh, using a coded word in the mainstream. They're using a coded word that comes from mm-hmm. a time and place that only a certain set of the readers will know about, which makes it extra coded and extra slimy. And I don't know if that was his intent. Uh, he never addressed it. The public editor uh, of the Global Mail did address it. Uh, well, but it doesn't matter what his intent I was. just going to say. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the reason I asked, just because that piece is pretty personal. And, and you said that the word fag had been like thrown around at you before. And like I, I also have a personal history with it, but I feel like not... Not as not as much as a lot of people in the queer community, and so my privilege reappropriating it is that it didn't. I don't think it took me um, the same amount of emotional labor to get my head around that word, <clears throat> if that makes any sense. Um, uh, for me, I don't know if it's necessarily fag. Uh, it's girly. Right. It's slight. It's all of those words that were used to describe me before I had a queer identity that I had ownership and stake in. Right. It's a really good way to put it. Do you remember, like, not to drudge into your childhood too much? I mean, let's go. <laughs> but, like, do you remember when and how that that frame of mind sh- shifted for you? Like, do you remember gain when you started to gain ownership of, of those words and what that felt like? Not until I was in my 20s and living here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so at all. Uh, I think that that was all something that people recognized about me that was different or other in the situation that I was in rather than something I even had the language to discuss. Was there a moment that changed it for you? Yeah, taking it up the ass, huh? (laughs) 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 No, I... I, Uh, I do I seriously mean that though uh, in that like actual uh, sexual contact with men uh, and living in Toronto and uh, starting to become a member of a queer community and knowing other queer people Mm -hmm. Uh, but that wasn't until I was in my early 20s right which is so interesting now too because you're a like a journalist and a writer yourself and I feel like it's so amazing that you get to have a voice now you know and young people and people can can read what you write and I feel like that's really powerful Tom you actually said something really interesting on Saturday that I would love for you to explain uh so Tom knew my very first boyfriend ever Tom knows my very first boyfriend ever uh and you said that the way that he described me was like not at all yeah it makes no sense like to it was so funny. Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> if Trevor's listening. If when he's not, he met Russ, he was uh, clearly very smitten. So he told us all about um, about this new this guy he worked at, I think, American Eagle Outfitters. In, in Toronto. In the Eaton Center. Yeah. Okay. And maybe you were his manager or something? Uh, no, but I like ran the fit rooms. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of snaps in case that didn't get caught <laughs> But he was audio. so into... Tr- Trevor at that point in his life, sorry, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> the Trevor was very, very into, and I don't know if this is even still true. Um, uh, very attracted to um, heteronormative masculine ideals right. in uh, in potential partners, and so he saw that in in Russ, and was like, "Oh yeah, this like dude at American Eagle, like he's like fucking like runs the fit room, wears this puka shell necklace, and like he's just so hot, and like." And so I was like, imagined Russ at the time as as this like, I don't know, American Eagle vapid puka shell guy who you know had the brain of a peanut, and then it, that wasn't at all the case. Uh, the only part of the story that I object to is the puka shell necklace. You, you wore that shit. I mean, uh, maybe maybe you didn't. Maybe I'm putting that on you. <laughs> Trevor was maybe just wearing it. I mean, uh, Trevor certainly did. Uh, I don't know, like, how I ended up at the American Eagle at the mall, uh, mm. but I was... It, it was actually a fantastic experience. Mm. Uh, if you're listening, American Eagle... Uh, you can sponsor us. Go on. Also, I mean, thanks yeah. for my sexual awakening, American Eagle. Continue. Oh, really? <laughs> Just like boxer, like like ads yes. at American Eagle were very hot. I feel oh. right. Yeah, like, yeah. Very like. So y'all both had sexual awakenings at American Eagle. I had multiple of different types. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of taking up the ass in the fitting rooms, and then. Uh, but I guess 
at that period in my life, uh, I had only dated women, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed dating women. Uh, I had sex with women, sex with women was great, uh, and uh, it's been 12 years, 11, 12 years since then. It's been uh, 12 long years. 12 <laughs> long years! It's an arduous journey. <laughs> uh, but I've become much more comfortable with my femininity, mm. uh, certainly. Uh, so all of those things that potentially he was attracted to are gone. Vanished <laughs> <laughs> like the winds of South Manitoba. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love it. Um, my like large question from that story is, is it time to bring back the puka shell necklace? Has it been long enough that we can bring it back? I'm so sorry. You know what? I had an image of you in my head. I don't want to slander you right now. <laughs> I'm not sure if you actually did wear the puka shell necklace. I, I certainly did as like a 16-year-old on vacation in Mexico with my family, but like right. not as an adult human in a work scenario. <laughs> How dare you? seems like the only suitable place for a puka shell necklace. Tom, did you ever wear one? No, no. You know me in accessories. I don't do them. Yeah, but I can picture you with, like, spiked hair and a, and a puka shell. I didn't have a puka shell. But you had the spiked hair. Oh, yes. I had leopard print hair. I had fire hair. <laughs> you had leopard print. I had purple hair. I had every hair. How that basis is... from No Doubt of you? Yeah, uh, no, it was much worse. Like, it was, like, good Charlotte of me. Mm. Oops, I just admitted that. Pretending. It's the little things. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good Charlotte single. Okay. You don't That's know like good a band, Charlotte? right? Yeah, they sing things. <laughs> Elliot told me earlier today he didn't know who Lance Bass was. Don't Shut do this to me. Door, really? You're literally not allowed to out people, Tom. That's I'm homophobic. so sorry. You're... I can't. I can't help it. The world needs to Can know. We, we talk about Lance Bass for a second in the thing he said last week that really got under my skin. What did he say? Elliot clearly doesn't know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Like, if you how closely you follow like the celebrity news cycle, but Lance Bass has been in the news for uh, trying to buy the Brady Bunch house. Oh, I actually did see that, and they wouldn't sell it to. And him? you're like, who is this man who was trying yeah, to yeah, buy yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Lance Bass also want to go to space? Lance Bass has a very confused uh, understanding of reality and his place in it. Okay, I fully always thought he was the nine hundred two one zero person, but is that Luke Perry? This is a I, there's a lot very going on. thin ground that we're walking. I've never gotten <laughs> not more immediate. <laughs> Uh, violent eyes than I do now. I feel unsafe in my own house. <laughs> Listen, everyone, I was born in 1994. I don't know. I'm trying my best here. Right. The water's the above year my head. That oh. the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out starring Luke Perry. I was literally zero. Okay. Please continue. Oh. Did he get the house? <laughs> Is he Marshall? Uh, no. Uh, Okay, uh, the the man who threw the super slimy uh, parties and made the bad superhero movies. Oh, um... What? Oh, who, oh, gross. Um, Singer, Brian Singer. Brian Singer, thank you. Uh, so he was on a podcast, and uh, he characterized the uh, allegations against Brian Singer as being mostly about underage drinking. Wait, oh, dear. And said he was, quote, someone who he loved. Oh, Lance dear. Bass said this. Lance Bass said this last week, yeah. Like, right before the Brady Bunch uh, house Bass, bid. Uh, maybe it's time to stop. I just found out who you are, and I'm already disappointed, Lance Bass. Please... <laughs> Please Should I stop that. calling you that, then? It's hey. been a rough ride. <laughs> so you did not see Lance Bass's uh, take on The Bachelor? Remember, he did He did Prince Charming. Okay. It was the all-male version of The Bachelor. I would totally know his face if I, if I saw it then. I mm. am obsessed with the fact that you are a gay male who would see the gay version of The Bachelor and think, who is this host? Yeah, uh, I have also a weird relationship to reality television. I don't watch yeah. it. I've never seen a single episode of The Bachelor. Yeah. I uh, I don't know why I'm hosting this podcast. As like, a, as a, <laughs> it's like okay. A, it's not a reality a TV show. Of culture, podcast. Though, I feel like I need to step up my game. No, I'm here for the trashy portion. What am I here for? <laughs> Cleaning you up with air freshener, like for you're for being sake. smart. Somebody needs to elevate Tom's conversation. Speaking of... That's why Russ is here today. That's why I've known Russ for 10 years. <laughs> Speaking of being smart, Russ, talk about your fucking book. Uh, I wrote a book of creative nonfiction. Uh, it's called Purple City. And it is basically a year in my life. And a solid portion of it takes place uh, back in southern Manitoba, where I grew up. And what do you want to know? Um, so it takes place over a year? It takes place over the course of a year, and yeah. from what I understand, every chapter is like a different... 
every uh, person. Yeah. Uh, do you ever read Tales of the City? Uh, I haven't read it. Okay. It's seen, seen it. Have you seen the Showtime yeah, version yeah, yeah. of it? All right, great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hashtag trashy. <laughs> sort of like the Tales of the City format. Uh, they are very short bursts of scenes uh, that deal with a single person and me. Cool. Uh, and I sort of traced the steps back and I spent uh, these 10 days, me and my mom went on a drive like through the Canadian prairie in the winter and went back to the like literal village that is now just a post office uh, where she was born. Whoa. And uh, yeah, I traced back uh, a lot of the people who were important to me at my coming of age uh, mm. and sort of forced them into conversations and forced them onto the page. Cool. Yeah. What uh, chapter's about me? <laughs> I mean, if you read it, you will find a lot of names that you know. Mm. There's, a, there's a little goss. Hot goss? I can't believe you won't give me a copy. I'll pay you triple. You wouldn't even know what to do with it, Tom. You'd like turn a remote at it and start clicking it. Excuse me. I don't know. I'm rolling with the punches here now. Sweating him in the hot seat. Um, don't take it out on me that you don't know who Lance Bass is. Just go into a full rage. I really want to know. I'm curious about the writing process for that. Did you meet someone and make a mental note or were you like taking notes or is this just kind of like an imagined... Uh, sure. It started with letter writing, actually. Cool. Uh, so I wrote a series of letters to people that I had uh, big moments in my life with uh, and tried to get them to talk back to me. And that turned into a circle of writing. And I wrote a bunch by myself and then hired an editor and brought her on and followed her instructions and cleaned it up. Fuck, I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, no, uh, it was a uh, fantastic process for me. Uh, It was uh, very creatively rewarding. I do most of uh, my work is in writing about reality television uh, (laughs) or uh, now some queer things. And uh, for many years, it was business journalism. Uh, And around the time that I was really focused on business journalism, this was sort of my side hustle that I did uh, to fulfill my creative needs. If you want a copy of Purple City, you can't get it. You'll have to uh, email us. I, there is a, there's a website. Uh, there's a website that's all oh, about... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, purplecitybook.com uh, includes a bunch of stuff on the process and the launch party. We had the launch party at Glad Day where you guys launched as well, which Amazing. is very cool. And I have very very few copies of it left they were mostly runs that were designed for two parties one in toronto and one back home in winnipeg cool yeah what was it like growing up in winnipeg uh so i actually grew up in a town called carmen uh which is 2500 people 12 2500 yes 12 churches churches? (laughs) uh yeah one stoplight uh we had two bars but one burnt down when i was in high school Uh, so we had one bar God did it. <laughs> Tom did it. Uh, 2,500 people is the size of my fucking high school. Yeah, no. Uh, it's a real small, small, small town. Uh, so I was there until I was 17. Uh, and then I spent a year in Winnipeg, and I've been here ever since. Mm, uh, well, wow. not ever since. Uh, and I lived that's in true. South Korea together. Uh, I took a year off of Toronto, and yeah, it was... We spent almost the exact same 12 yeah. months. Serendipitous. Very serendipitous. Also teaching? Also teaching, yes. Cool. Yeah. Russ was uh, the only person I knew as I went over there. And I spent my first weekend, and Russ and I uh, traveled to um, an art, a, uh, art museum? Yes. Would we call it that? It was uh, <laughs> It was an abomination. Like, it was really bad. It was terrible art. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it just didn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe you just weren't, like, arty enough. I, I don't think I was tuned into what was hip in the country at that point. Right. Okay. Uh, and then I'll never forget, we were coming back, and we were on the subway. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that there's a designated seating area for old for old people. And so we were, just, we were just, like, these two <laughs> white idiots, like, sitting, like, carrying on on the subway. And everyone's like, oh, God, like, look at this white privilege. And we didn't even notice what we were doing. And that's be Gan a year of being white idiots. Uh, Did anyone tell you? Did anyone say, hey? No, we got a lot of weird looks, but 
We thought that that was about the color of our skin. <laughs> Is this marginalization? <laughs> They're like, no, just please be respectful. <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, in terms of white people looking the damn same, uh, I did love when uh, children would run up to me in public getting shouting teacher teacher and then they would get up close and realize i was not their teacher i was just another white man yeah yeah that i got that too yeah. i also teacher. got like i looked like any white celebrity which was fun who like, did you get brad pitt <laughs> uh, are you choking back laughter right <laughs> <laughs> or if there was ever like a white person in one of our textbooks our, te- our my students would scr- start screaming laughing and run into my office pointing at the white person in the textbook saying that it was me but was it, it was, Rosie O'Donnell? You know, it was <laughs> clearly Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Must be. You're just throwing that reference in because you only found out you who only she know was who like... Rosie O'Donnell is since last week. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't want to say this then, but I've known about Rosie O'Donnell because of South Park being very unkind to her, and I just like learned a lot of my stuff through um, satire. One I could see. Call it right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Thanks for that. I don't feel put on the spot at all. <laughs> Um, anyway, I digress. Thanks for being my friend in Korea. Uh, thank you for being my friend in Korea. I will. I look back on that year uh, with such fondness. And uh, while I think it was like one of the most fun years of my life, I had about a tenth of the fun that Tom did. I think that's every day for everybody. Um, yeah, I had so much fun that like I don't look back on fondness. I look back in disdain. <laughs> Are there memories from the time, or <laughs> have you talked about Korea on the podcast? Uh. Not not often. Are you aware that the uh, gay village is on a hill and it's called Homo Hill? I yes, I think okay. I did know. I didn't. Re- I don't remember the a Homo very Hill. small alley hill. Yeah. Actually, you took me there my first time. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, is that I... the thing that the cab driver blew you on the way back from for a free ride? <laughs> Listen, you've said it on here before, so it's free game to re-talk the answer about. Is yes. So he picked you up on Homo Hill, drove down the hill. He drove me home. And in lieu of fair. No, this is what happened. I've already told this story, so it's stupid. Listen. No, it's a great story. I, I, I'll hear it it's every day. It's a highlight. I love he it. He was looking at me with these, like, lusty eyes. And I said, do you want to see it? And he said, yes. And so I showed him. And then I said, do you want to touch it? And he said, yes. And I was poor at the time, so I said, turn off the meter how poor were you they paid for where you lived and you got like a really livable wage i mean i wasn't poor i i was lying in that moment (laughs) because it was also like a three dollar and fifty like cab ride so so he drove me home and then he gave me a blowjob outside my apartment well now you know that you have a professional rate that's true. Three fifty. Base is that the base or the max? I wonder. Okay, why did you make me relive that story? I I want to relive it vicariously. I'm just jealous. Right. That's never happened to me. To me. So thank yeah, you. So anyway, Yo, I've taken a lot of cabs. No one has. That's ever... an example of me the neither. fun I was having in Korea. And looking back, I think uh, the amount of white fun I was having was a little bit disrespectful to the country and the culture. Right. In terms of the men you had sex with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mostly have sex with military men, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I, uh, Just how I carried on in public. Like when you friend. shit in a temple. Oh, it's like yeah. really obnoxious. Yeah. Like- uh, well, well, Tom, I guess, wasn't particularly plugged into the culture in his words. Uh, I had like an art column for a like expat paper and like went to a bunch of like... Wait, wait. Okay, sorry, go on. Uh, I went to, like, art galleries by myself a whole bunch that year and, like, did a lot of, like, indie hipster bullshit. Like, I was in parties Soul. with, like, wait, wait. 35 people. I was people. in Soul Shakespeare Company. I did That's true. I went to see you uh, in Hamlet, question mark? Macbeth. Macbeth. There was witches. Close enough. There's no witches in Hamlet. There was witches in yours. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not wrong about everything. About I'm just wrong about Shakespeare. <laughs> That's so cool. I never knew that. Yeah. I feel like all the other stories overshadow the, the productive stuff you did. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. there was one park in Hongdae uh, oh. that everyone hung out in. And every single weekend, you could see Tom and his friends dressed up to a different theme, uh, just like boisterously drinking in public. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, we liked dressing up in themes. Oh, nothing's changed. It's true. That's so sweet. I mean, it's just, I, I don't boisterously drink in public anymore. You quietly oh, wait, do drink I? in public. <laughs> <laughs> Have I changed? what public is. 
Wait, this podcast is not about me. Anyway, <laughs> Russ. <clears throat> Russ, I really want to know how slash if you use your queerness to achieve social change or if you think that's possible. Yeah, if we don't think that's possible, what are we doing here? Correct. Phew, <laughs> uh, good answer. <laughs> uh, lately, the thing that I have been trying to do in media positions that I'm working in is... Uh, trying to have an intersectional approach to the coverage that we do of uh, queer people. Uh, So whether that means working with a trans writer to write a personal essay or uh, when you cover RuPaul's Drag Race, you cover the element of race and racism and the fandom. Uh, I think that that is very important to me personally. having been in the media for 10 years and really never feeling persecuted at all. Uh, If anything within my chosen field, uh, my gayness is a marketable skill. Uh, But that isn't said uh, for lesbians, really. That's not said for many queer people of color. That's not said for gender non-binary folks. Uh, And yeah, uh, I don't do as much as as I could, should, would, uh, but that is something that I've done a little bit, at least this last Pride season. That was a very honest, amazing answer. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. I've been feeling, too, recently, like, doing research in queer history, um, the acronym LGBT is increasingly feeling, I don't know, like, violent or something to me, because uh, when people say it, especially historically, they usually then just talk about gay male, like, Mm. homophile groups, or, or whatever, whatever, and it's like, okay, but then... You can't just lump it in to enact like trans erasure or lesbian erasure or like non-binary. You know what I mean? And I just feel like we need more intersectionality. We absolutely have to highlight that. And like the G should be at the end if it's anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it's it's still so dominated. You're right. And I feel like I totally hear what you say about gay male identities being marketable and marketed too. And like, I don't know. I don't know how to... Yeah, I, I feel very lucky because that's not the case still for gay men in so many industries, mm-hmm. but particularly in mine, uh, in the way that I've experienced it, it has been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and community arts too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> Are you joking? Can we go, can we plug your stuff one more time? Uh, sure. Uh, feelyourfantasy.com uh, for all of the zine stuff. Uh, follow my dog on Instagram, Life of Odie, O D E E. On Tuesdays, we twin. Cute. Every Tuesday? Uh, no, uh, but enough. Oh. What kind of dog? Uh, he is a Chihuahua mix. Not sure mixed with what. How many outfits do you have to twin with? Uh, I think we've done about. 10-ish twinning Tuesdays uh, but he's got like a good like 30 outfits oh my god that's more than I have yeah. so I'm a little bit jealous right now <laughs> in terms of like the important are. things in my career to plug going on it's like mostly my dog's Instagram we're yeah. planning on doing uh, 12 days of dog mess this upcoming oh. Christmas season uh, and Halloween so oh my god if you need a I photographer <laughs> that's some pro bono shit right there that I would certainly do that's I'm looking forward to that very personally. cute Halloween, do you have any ideas or is it secret? Uh, I have purchased everything already. Uh, I started planning what my dog was going to be for Halloween in June. Listen, if you're not saying that with shame, do not say that with shame. If you're not doing that, what are you doing? Is my question to our listeners. Uh, He is going to be a uh, McDonald's uh, employee. I found a little Ronald McDonald outfit with a little uh, scoop of hands. Uh, I got him a glow in the dark skeleton onesie. yeah. Okay, wait, say no more. I want to be fully surprised. I'm already upset <laughs> yeah. that I know that. I'm sorry. I asked. It seems a little bit silly to not address, especially after this. Uh, the Pamela the, in the, the room? The Pamela in the room. She's there. May we just for a moment, we would like to get your What's media, your take media on, person take. On her. What's she feeling? What's happening with her? You have a deadline. You have to write um, a 300 word article on the look of Pamela today. 
Uh, this is a reinvention of the classic Elvis motif. We've got a nod to the Las Vegas uh, blue in the eyeshadow. You will recognize that from the convenience stores down in Cabbage Town. Uh, we have an 80s rocker uh, gender reappropriation that is reinventing uh, the feminine mystique within uh, the tight pants of all the glam rockers of the 80s. Yes. Whoa, oh. you just totally riffed. That's awesome. That was phenomenal. <laughs> Even Pamela's inspired by what you just said. Is it? Is just it for Anderson? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the happiest I've ever seen her. Look, Me too. Because I think you're the only person she's ever liked. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting some energy right now. <laughs> it's um, really she's weird. She's a bit upset that you called her her eye color eyeshadow but that's okay um that's definitely a, a job from the painter got it <laughs> got yeah. it those are those are just that's her a permanent eyes. Eyeshadow. Yeah, her beautiful I blue eyes it's, both, both. It's, it's a bit off the that's eye. a that's a glow that is coming off of the masorbs right. yeah as eyes do her right? color is always blue i guess yeah yours yeah. don't leak your eyes <laughs> <laughs> <Mine> do. <laughs> that's weird. oh that was that was better my than my eyes leak all the time we were going for um and what about your smush Oh, yeah. I, I often do a podcast called The Smush Room, uh, which is about the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known uh, hookups and relationships of your favorite reality television stars and celebrities. Uh, Can I you give us a tiny taste? Like, what, what is one that you've uh, sure. commented on? Uh, so I've done Celine and Renee. I have done Shania and Mutt. Uh, a non-Canadian one I did was uh, Tinsley Mortimer, who was like my mid-2000s micro-celebrity queen, uh, and her fake relationship with Constantine Morales, fifth runner-up or eighth runner-up or something from American Idol. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so they're all sort of like weird and uh, interesting celebrity stories, uh, typically ones that we aren't talking about right now in this cultural moment, but they're things that the host, Troy McKeady, uh, can't ever stop thinking about or talking about, and he is fantastic. We, we text all day about silly garbage. Can and you confirm or deny Shania Twain did she and her best friend switch husbands? Uh, yeah, yes, that's what the episode is uh, basically about. It's not necessarily a switch. There's a little bit of a... Uh, uh, twists and complications uh, but the takeaway that was the most salacious thing that we talked about is the reporting that uh, they follow a spiritual practice that required her to meditate for several hours a day out in that castle and they over Wait, did the, you say out in that castle? Yeah, over the course of Shania Twain's relationship with Mutt Lang, she progressively moved to more isolated areas, oh. uh, eventually ending up in a European castle. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, yeah, no, you. This is. These are just like the facts about uh, about Shania and Mutt. That, that, that's what the podcast is. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm. Yeah. You've Wait, so, sorry. What's it called again? It's called This Mushroom. Okay. Uh, it is through Emotionally Broken Psychos. If you're a Patreon subscriber to Emotionally Broken Psychos. You uh, will get all of the episodes in full for free. Uh, if not, you can subscribe uh, in iTunes in the app on the home screen of your phone, and you will get uh, three quarters of it. Something Amazing. like that. Yeah. Um, reality TV knowledge over here. Have you seen Who is America? Oh my God. Have I have not yet? seen Who's America okay. yet. Oh you asked Media God. Corner. I have media that I forgot to say. That show, everyone flock and just fucking watch it. It's. Equally horrifying and delightful. I can't even believe these people exist. But he gets on a guest from The Bachelor, the blonde one. Who Corinne. Had a lot of- Corinne. Corinne. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a nanny. That was her thing. A nanny. She always talked about her nanny. Mm. She, her nanny cooked her all her meals and stuff. Oh, Corinne, sweetie. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, she played. She liked that. She played out about. Right. Yeah. I see. She's okay. So she gets duped by him, pretending to be a. Uh, designer for the 1% in Italy, I think is his character. It's like Giovanni. And he gets her to lie about her volunteer work for Ebola. Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. My opinion on it is like, hasn't that poor woman been through a fuck enough? I was actually going to ask you, is that how you feel about yeah, it? Yeah, that's how yeah. I feel about it. Uh, I think she wants more, more, more. Whether or not she wants more, 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 do we have to give her that flavor of more? Like, she's already been through about the darkest that the, like, media landscape can give you. Do we need to, like, pile on, like, insult to that literal injury? Do you, um, 
believe the her manager getting sent home and her feeling did you hear this like she wanted to cry the whole time and felt in danger for her life oh uh, during during his the, interview yeah uh, no i i haven't done a deep dive on it it's it's yeah. bizarre after you watch it, read it the show's it. great though it's you're saying yeah phenomenal i mean like it's it is ethically compromised for sure it's but, in the uh, middle of a ton of lawsuits yeah, yeah which is his thing he's always done yeah, that that's what he want, yeah. um i just like well being a consumer of reality television means that you as an audience are ethnic eth <laughs> compromised jeez ethnically <laughs> compromised it's hot in here don't worry it is hot I'm so sorry I wish fans weren't loud Dyson figure that out for hey, me hey you fans you can be louder if oh well hey that was good um yeah watch it it's it's All so right. fucked up he's already gotten like uh people fired from it yeah it's just on yeah. the list um have you guys seen this is turning into show corner have you seen dark tourist Mm-mm. no Jesse told me about it it's so good have you seen tickled the HBO documentary. Mm-mm. Okay, so David Ferrier, New Zealand, believe he's queer, uh, journalist, broke out under the scene because he did a documentary about tickle fetish videos, which I'm not going to give it away, but it's super dark, and it turned into this whole ordeal with basically like a multimillionaire, uh, not embezzling, uh, but like threatening people with money to stay silent. It's bizarre. He picked up traction from that, and then did a show on Netflix called Dark Tourist where he goes to like tourist attractions around the world uh, that people would go if you're fucked up. Like um, he goes to like Fukushima radiation zones and shit like that. Very worth watching. As a journalist media person, you might find it interesting. All right. Slash it's reality TV kind of. <laughs> Dark Tourist? Dark Tourist, yeah. Everyone watch it. I'm also like very much in love with David Ferrier. Like my partner and I were just figuring out how we can make him fall in love with us. But... Vigo, get on it. Vigo, figure that shit out. <clears throat> it's so hot in here, you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like a boiled egg right now. <laughs> okay, well, we've just um, fallen off the wagon here. Yeah, we have fallen off the wagon, both literally and figuratively. <clears throat> uh, Russ, do you have a silver lining of the week? Like, do you have something that you, that, like, a nice thing that's happened to you? I've got two. Not to put you, oh, great. Uh, I listened to the show. I knew that I was going to have to have a silver lining. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm on it. I'm ready. Uh, the The first one is that uh, last week I went to a community meeting in my community, uh, which is uh, Danforth Greek Town, uh, and it was uh, f- against uh, council being slashed. Mm. And I was very heartened to see the number of people who were there and sat through a two-hour meeting in the back of a community church. It was just, like, packed to the rafters, and it was nice to see that there are going to be people in the city who are taking up stand against the things that are happening on a provincial level. Fucking cool. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. And Sunday night, uh, the uh, Cruise and Tango's Drag Race uh, that I have seen you at a couple of times that I know you've had guests on the show from, uh, there's a really remarkable group of varied young queens uh, who are making really uh, smart and interesting choices, and yeah. I'm surprised by lots of the acts every week, yeah. and it is not what one might expect from Cruz. Uh, and I think that they have... It is not amateur. No, it is not, it, no, it is not amateur whatsoever. Cool. No. Uh, and so I've been popping in and out of there on Sundays, and that has been a fantastic add to the calendar. It's amazing. Tom, do you have one? Um, I'm, I'm working on Shakespeare in the Park right now. Uh, we opened... Ne- this coming. Oh, God, we opened on this weekend oh my god uh, <laughs> but i'm doing really cool stuff with my students there and we're working on a we're working on putting together a shakespearean play based on characters and scenes they like from from the what's the word uh from the work from all of shakespeare's work the canon no and, yeah the canon maybe that's why the folio probably one of those words Listen. um <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic and they're all fucking so queer really these these amazing teenagers are like not paying attention to gender they're just do they're just showing up with characters they find interesting and like now the play is going to be around a, a wedding of two women it's and and everyone's on board and everyone loves it and this is something that would have never happened when i was studying shakespeare as a teenager That's and so i'm just amazing. And, and like i'm not i know it 
sounds like I'm facilitating it, but I'm really not. Like, they're all their ideas. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're just showing up. With, and they're queer, and they want to embrace that they're queer. And it's really exhilarating to be there with them. That is exciting. When can people go see, see in the park? Uh, y'all can come to the park um, soon, August 16th. Yeah. We run until September 3rd. My Let's students go. perform on August 24th and 26th. That's in Withrow Park. The pre-show. The pre-show. That will be at 7 p.m. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Withrow is also very beautiful. It is. Very excited to go again. It's gorgeous. That's where I walk my dog. That's oh, really? Yeah. Right. I saw you I last year when we were rehearsing. I have b- bumped into uh, the rehearsals several times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should mm-hmm. go see the real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's mine. Nice. My silver lining is that my brother and my sister-in-law visited me, and um, my sister-in-law had gotten back from Malawi in Africa doing a um, research project about how to better facilitate nutrition for mothers in Malawi. Um, And Malawi's one of, if not at times, the poorest countries. Um, And just hearing her, her stories of the research she was doing um, was phenomenal and it was really nice to see them both is one and then at my second one is uh, Bo Burnham's 8th grade is so Ugh. you saw it? fucking Ugh. good did you see it? it's so many feelings like it's oh. unbelievably amazing oh it's fantastic if you know a young person make sure that they see this movie <gasps> yeah, yeah 100% 8th grade is the grade that I teach that's the uh, you that will be a puddle of tears yep it also made me weirdly nostalgic for a childhood I never got to have with like this kind of media today. It did a really good job of n- not overstating, but also not understating how cell phones are kind of entering yeah. children's lives. And I feel like if I was a new parent, that would be such a good thing to see and be like, oh, it's normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, yeah, I don't yeah. have to freak out about it. I never this, thought about it know? from that perspective. Yeah. Because like my partner's... Um, my partner's siblings like i've known them for a while and when they were young it was definitely an issue you know and it's like oh, everyone's doing that it's fine mm, yeah that's why we need a curriculum <laughs> yeah. that understands that <laughs> there's only a few weeks left everyone be as fucking vocal as you possibly can um hopefully we can still change this We'll you guys are giving it. me sad we'll eyes. <laughs> teachers aren't gonna fucking no well, teachers, teachers aren't they're not gonna teachers aren't gonna teach it no Students should walk out of school. Like, this yeah. shouldn't even we'll, happen. We'll, we'll get there. There's some, like, uh, somebody's... There's some... I'm so stupid. I don't know the details of this, but uh, somebody's looking into shutting it down legally. Uh, there was actually... Uh, the first legal action was uh, this afternoon. What? Oh, great. What do you yeah. mean? I don't... Like, uh, they're, they're saying it's unlawful if yes. they... Yes. They're saying it's unlawful, I believe, based on uh, the human, human rights, rights of queer act. people. Yeah. 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 Ah, that's amazing. Yeah. Which it, of course, of course it is. is. Like, yeah. It, it 100% is. The fact that... Uh, anyway, There's a silver not, lining for the week for yeah, all three. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yes. I love it. Triple yeah. silver lining. Um, okay. Well, well this. Russ, plug your, your... What's your thing? Oh, no. We have one more thing to do. God, Jesse. Jesse. Sometimes you really do things. Thank you, know you I mean? for finally doing something right. <laughs> it's worth it to have We're, we're going to quote with you. Oh, is is we're going back and forth? Yeah. All right. Tom, we're just gonna here. like throw weird questions that you have to answer them. Get over here. I did not know about quoting until uh, I was informed by this podcast. Oh, this is gonna be very warm. And I'm sorry. Should I be nervous? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if we if we need more, if we need more, we'll go up. Okay. Oh God, I'm already reading them. Let's start here. Uh, are we just gonna do alternating? We'll just do down alternating. You have a minute to answer as many as you possibly can. Let's go. Okay. Ready, Tom. Journalist or a journey of piss? A journey of piss. Manitoba or many togas? Manitoba. Mykonos ripples or Mykonos nipples? Mykonos nipples? Exposés or sex with rosé? Sex with rosé. Barbara Bush or a bush full of barbs? Bush full of barbs. Copy editing or copious fretting? (laughs) Copious fretting? Is print media dead? Yeah. Globe and mail or a globe in a mail? A globe and mail. Deadlines or dead mimes? Deadlines? Canadian broadcasting or Canadian broads fasting? Canadian broadcasting. National Post or Irrational Ghost? Irrational Ghost. Buzzfeed or Guzzling Seed? Guzzling Seed. Shits Creek Ooh. or Shitting on Fleek? Shits Creek. Toronto Star or a Toronto Bar? Tur- the Toronto Star. Now Magazine or Ow! Magazines! 
Ow, magazines. Hot off the press or hot off the panini press? Uh, hot off the panini press. <laughs> Read it or breed it? Read it. Freelance or freelance bass? Uh, let's put Lance Bass <laughs> in jail. <laughs> And that's a minute that was amazing. <laughs> Let's put Lance Bass in jail. Oh. Well, now that we know who he is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we don't need to go back over this. That was amazing. Oh, well, I, so I don't think we should put Lance Bass in jail. I think that we should make him live in the Brady house in the 1960s, like gay housewife for all of his dreams. Yeah, but also like make it a rocket ship and send him to space. The whole thing. Dreams come true. He can be the, the star commander of Space Force. Those were some very disgusting puns. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We just really yeah. went there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We like really tried to like tailor it to your personality. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. thanks for joining <laughs> us. We really appreciate you being here. Uh, I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And um, I hope better come can... back someday. Work. And smush with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so please follow us, people. Yeah, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Do You Queer What I Queer. You can email us at Do You Queer What I Queer at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Dickwick. You can uh, give us, share the love with some money at Patreon. Yeah, Instagram. If you got 350, Tom knows what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you can take him down a hill to his house. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sakes. Um, yeah, uh, Instagram. Rate and review us on iTunes. That's yeah. an important one that no one does. And Subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Also, check out Russ's podcast. Check out his book. Yeah. Get into the shit. Thanks yeah. for listening. Get into Russ. <laughs> no, one, two, ready, go. Yes.